Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Wonderful Thursday. Welcome to the call. So let's jump right in. All right. So we've been on this journey of lessons, lessons of a tent maker, lessons while in pursuit, lessons in the losses. And we're going to continue with this theme of the lessons. And so today we're going to be talking about lessons in the fire. Lessons in the fire. And we're going to be looking at a very familiar uh, Bible story, if you will. Um, We're going to look at Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And so the story of these three young men in the book of Daniel tells us that they were three Jewish boys who refused to bow down to the king of Babylon um, King Nebuchadnezzar. These these three young men actually grew wise and well-respected as high-appointed officials in Babylon. And upon my research, they were somewhere around 19, 20, something like that. But the fact is they, they, were, they became well-respected and they were high-appointed officials in the city of Babylon. And so so much so that the other Babylonian officials became jealous of them. And they were somehow able to convince King Nebuchadnezzar to command that everyone bow down to a golden statue. So the king institutes a law that states that whenever this Band, whenever the band strikes up this music, whatever that music was, I don't know if it was, you know, harps or, you know, whatever that was, if they were singing, whatever that music was, everybody knew that when that music came on, <laughs> like in the club, <laughs> no, not in the club. Anyway, whenever that music came on, everyone must fall to their knees and worship this golden statue of the king of King uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Now, I was thinking about this. I was like, well, how do they actually know that these three young men were actually were not going to do that? I, I still haven't found the answer yet, but maybe, you know, I'll research that later and come up with an answer. But anyway, but my guess is that these officials knew that when the king would institute this this law, that these men these three young men would not do it. They would refuse to do it. And so they were right. And so when these three men refused to bow down and worship the idol of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar had them thrown into the fiery furnace, which was heated up seven times hotter than normal. You heard me say hotter. Hotter than normal. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. It's like, so the the furnace that they were thrown in was likely used to fire bricks or smelt uh, metal. And uh, in that process, it's, it's, it's used to extract these metals from uh, this ore by heating it up to produce some, kind, some type of chemical reaction to remove the other elements. 
right? But at its normal operating temperature, I want you to wrap your head around this, wrap your mind around this, okay? At its normal operating temperature was probably somewhere around 1,600 to 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit. Just, just, just wrap your head around that, right? This is the white hot fire that gets so intense, the brick lining of a furnace melts and runs like molasses. And this takes, a, and it actually takes a, a temperature of about 3,000 degrees or 10 times as hot as an oven. Wrap your, just wrap your head around that because survival in a furnace this hot is humanly impossible. Humanly impossible. But when King Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, he saw four men, not three, but four men walking around, walking around, <laughs> walking around in the furnace unharmed. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the Son of God. And so then King Nebuchadnezzar brought the young men out of the flames and promoted them to a higher office and decreed that the God of Israel must be worshipped. Not that golden um, statue, but the real God must be worshipped. I bet those officials didn't expect that kind of response. And so what are the lessons we can learn from this? So I found a, a, at least three. I'm sure that if you were, you know, went and did your own research, that you would find whatever uh, lessons you need to get from that. I would encourage you to do so in your own personal study. But there were three things. Number one, their conviction, these three young men, their conviction was unwavering. Their conviction of God of the, God of the Bible was unwavering. In times of trial and persecution, our attitude should reflect that the same of these young men. Unwavering. Daniel 3 and 18 says this. This, this is what they said to, um, to Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Okay, Pumpkin? <laughs> Without question. You know, I have to add a little bit there. Without question, these are very courageous words to be spoken to a king. Even if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to suffer a horrible, painful death in a burning oven, they still refused to abandon God and worship an idol. Now, we know that God doesn't always guarantee that we will never suffer or experience hardship, but he does promise to be with us always. So 
Number two, their confidence was unshakable. Their confidence in the God who is who he say he is and will do what he says he will do. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had faith in that God, and that God would save them. They had that Romans 421 kind of faith that says, I am fully persuaded that he had promised and he's able to deliver what he says he will. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but if you go and look at Romans 4 and 21, it says, and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was able also to perform. That's the kind of faith that they had. They relied on the only one who had the power to deliver them from this situation. Their acknowledgement of God over the, over, the, over the world's most powerful king resulted in God's supreme power being revealed to those who did not believe. Their faith demonstrated that God is able to deliver. Lastly, their obedience was costly. For their refusal to obey the king's decree to bow down to this idol, three charges were brought against them. Then the penalty for their actions was death. They were adamant about it, and they refused to heed to the king's commands. They said they will not serve this king, King Nebuchadnezzar's God, and they refused to worship that golden statue. As believers, we know that God is able to deliver. However, in his sovereignty, in God's sovereignty, he doesn't always do so. Romans 5 tells us that God may allow trials and difficulties in our lives to build character, strengthen our faith, or for other reasons unknown to us. But Nebuchadnezzar was astonished that the fire did not consume them. And he was even more amazed when he saw not three, but four people. Four. He said, look, he answered, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth one is like son of God. And so the chief lesson of this story, I believe, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that as Christians, we will never be able to bring the world to Christ by becoming like the world. And I don't know what fiery furnace you're experiencing today, but if we're able to, if, 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 if we are to put before the, if we're put before the fiery furnace, we can reveal the one true God who can deliver us from it. And in this story, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego demonstrated obedience in the face of incredible danger. And they were literally thrown into a fiery furnace, choosing to be obedient to God instead of obedient to King Nebuchadnezzar. And it's really not unimaginable to envision a world in which we may need to choose between obedience to God and obedience to a law. We're, we're in those times right now, or at the very least, obedience 
to societal acceptability. That's where, that's where we are right now. So you got to choose. You got to choose whether you're going to be obedient to what God says or the opposite. You can't be in the middle. You can't, you, you, you're going to have to choose. All right? So with that said, I hope this has encouraged you. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. That is always our prayer. And as Coach Dorothy said, remember to go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to the other platforms where you can listen to previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station, with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.